Welcome to Motorsport Coaching, the podcast for racers with racers. Miss Motivate can help get you to the next level. Every episode, she talks to the best racers of today and those that can get you there. She'll help you get better. Racing new. At fitness, nutrition, sports psychology, sponsorship, social media, public relations, and media training. Connect with Miss Motivate at motivatetraining.com.au. That's M O T I V, the number eight, training.com.au. And now, to help get you to the next level, Miss Motivate herself, Belinda Risley. Hello, crew, and welcome to episode 143 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley. Thank you for tuning in today. If you are a first time listener, Again, thank you for subscribing, hopefully, uh, to this podcast. We are a little bit more unique to the other motorsport um, podcasts out there in the sense that we try to bring you coaching tips that you can implement each and every week um, to enhance your motorsport career. However, today I do have something a little bit different. Um, I'm actually speaking to up-and-coming social media expert, Taylor Perez. He's currently volunteering at Cutting It Australia. As you know, one of my roles is working with the FIA Girls on Track program. Taylor's come through that program wanting to get ahead in motorsports. Um, she does have a medical illness, which we're going to go through, through more so in the episode today around why she can't actually compete and why she actually made a pivot to do what she is doing today. So I really do hope you enjoy this episode. Um, I'm also over the next couple of weeks trying to showcase a lot of the girls um, that are currently pursuing the Girls on Track mentoring program but obviously it is also open to miles as well um, to showcase the other avenues and positions that you can do within motorsports if you aren't successful in being a motorsport athlete so i do hope you enjoy today's episode we're going to be talking about obviously taylor's career today what she's currently starting at uni um, what she's currently volunteering her roles in social media her end goal and some tips she's got about getting started within the industry. So I do hope you enjoy today's show. But within Motivate, what is happening? Team, today, now is the opportune time to be seeking sponsorship uh, for those uh, sponsors that work within the financial year. So speaking a lot of um, businesses at the uh, the, I was going to say the Formula One, the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, um, a lot of them are now dotting the I's and crossing the T's on their budgets for 2024. So if you're serious about getting sponsorship and being on the track for 2024, it's now that you need to be engaging in those conversations. It's not about pulling a whole proposal together and sending that. It's about expressing your expression of interest to those organisations that you'd like to work with them in 2024. Of course, if you need any assistance, I do offer a free strategy call. The link to book in that call is in today's show notes, so please call down, scroll down and book into that strategy call. I've also got um, put together a brand new course called Getting Started in Sponsorship. So if you're brand, 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 brand new to sponsorship and you need to know just the basics to kind of get you over the line, um, that is going to be launching on um, the 17th of April. Again, that link is going to be in the show notes. And I also have a brand new guide about the outlining of a sponsorship coming out. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, the other big thing in the side the most sports sponsorship Facebook group, we're focusing on social media um, growth and engagement. So if you are a current athlete and you're looking to grow and expand your reach, 
um, make sure you jump over into our free Motorsport Sponsorship Facebook group. Um, again, the link will be in today's show notes where you can learn it um, every day over the next 30 days. There'll be daily tips on around how you can grow your social media fans and engagement. And we also offer every month, if you don't know, um, that we put out a social media content calendar. So for $9, there's about 20 pages and it goes through a content planner, um, content ideas, which is different each and every month. Also the latest trends and latest different trainings that you can do um, around each of the platforms. That's how you can benefit each of those um, features that each of the platforms are offering to enhance your growth and investment. And then the last thing for today is we've just put out a new proposal. Um, sorry, it's not a proposal. It's just more of an overview around our 2023 services. So if you're interested in working uh, with myself, Belinda Risley, um, around anything to do with fitness, nutrition, mindset, social media, branding, um, media techniques, um, please make sure you get in contact with us. And again, the link for more information is in today's show notes. All right, team. So that's enough for me. Let's hear about from Taylor and about her um, career to date and about getting started in motorsport and her career to date. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. This is a little bit of a different guest today. So we normally have an industry expert or someone who's been working predominantly within the field for a period of time and they come with us with loads of coaching tips. But I've got Taylor who is studying everything and um, working um, within most what's just got a job. So we're going to go through about who she is and how she's got started, what she's doing today. And um, she's going to share some tips about getting started. So Taylor, again, welcome. Um, how did you develop a passion for motorsports? Tell us a little bit about you. So I was a little age of three years old watching motorsport with my dad um and my pop as well um and yeah I just kind of mum was like don't push her into it because my dad's very very big into like cars and motorsport that whole side of the family is yeah um, and mum's like you know like just don't force it dad's like no no, no I won't so he just kind of didn't say anything and then there was me at three who was already obsessed with it with supercars so I just kept watching it um and that passion grew from there so yeah <laughs> That's fantastic. Did your dad or that side of the family race or it was just... No, no. So, um, oh, like dad, I think he did a little bit of demolition derby when he was a bit younger. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah so, but pretty much dad's in the car industry anyway with um, dealerships and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, kind of have been around new cars and cool little cool cars all the time when I was younger. So it kind of just snowballed really. Yeah, well, I have to admit, I feel like I'm more of a fan base than uh, I've never raced before. Um, yeah. I drew in a few cars, but, you know, coming off the Formula 1 on the weekend, I kind of went away going, it is all about the fans and the sport is yeah. all about the fans. So, like, I'm really just switching my mindset around a few little things at the moment about being more fair. I mean, we know it's always about the fans, but <laughs> really like how much it is about the fans kind of set home to me the other day. So, yeah, I was when I was younger. I wanted to start go kart racing, but I ended up getting too sick and couldn't do it the weekend that we went to buy a kart. So I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> so I thought, "Oh well, I'll do media." <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. so. And I guess that's the other big thing that I am trying to showcase is that there are a lot of roles within motorsports as well, and it's not predominantly you're an athlete, a driver, sorry, an athlete, an owner. Yeah, um, you know, or those this other like little. There's lots of other opportunities to work. Definitely, with. yeah. 
So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to showcase some of what they are. I can't talk today, everyone, so don't worry about me. I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> I think I'm having, um, I was reading a lot of social media posts about like depression is real, like um, about coming off from a four-day weekend at the full <laughs> <one. is. laughs> oh, <my laughs> Not about me, sorry, Taylor. Um, so the passion started at three years old. You did say you got sick, and we're going to come back a little bit later and talk about your illness. Uh, but uh, when did you decide you wanted to get into media? Like, what made you, as I said, like, because there's lots of roles that you could have pursued. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was big into photography growing up. I mm -hmm. found myself getting a camera when I was like six or eight, stole mums every now and then, and just started playing with it. Um, so I loved photography and I know a lot of people that knew me when I was younger were like, oh, God, here we go. She's obsessed with the camera. But I um, yeah, I ended up speaking to a professional when I was 16 when I went to do um, work experience in high school with a few motorsport people. And um, they said, like, look, it's not really long term. Now I know that it is, but they said at the time it wasn't long term and it wasn't feasible for a career. So I was like, oh, so I was kind of thinking, well, how can I? how can I chase after what I want to do in motorsport if that's not a, a like a reality or a reliability, um, a reliable career, Jesus, career, sorry. Um, but one of those days you just can't speak. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was like, well, how can I, how can I make a difference and showcase content in motorsport in a unique way? And I thought, well, oh, and I know I love writing. I've always been a really big reader and creative writer, um, just kind of lame when you think about it, but it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I was kind of like, well, what can I What can I do? I thought, well, hang on, there's a writing aspect in motorsport. There's media releases. There's all of that sort of stuff. So I was like, okay. So 16, I was like, all right, well, I can still do content and that sort of stuff, but it's going to look different in the future. Um, so I started going, okay, and had a look like, Jessica Yates, for instance, she's a journalist. She's awesome, someone really good to look up to. So I was like, well, there's people out there like that. There's Rihanna Crane who does presenting and stuff. So I was like, well, okay, that's that's a possibility. So I started thinking, right, well, let's let's start writing. So tried to do a little bit of research, didn't ever get around to it. Um, and then obviously 2021, um, maybe 2022, I think I started my blog. Um, which is Taylor Talks, which <laughs> kind of surprises me every time I do a blog because I've got worldwide readers and it's like, oh, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's lots of fun getting to make a difference that way and show people there's other content to look at, not just your photos, your videos, your interviews, but you have this other great platform where you can read about it, which I guess someone like me that reads a lot of books, I'm like, oh, cool, that's so fun. <laughs> So without having to give away your age, huh? how long ago was like when you were 16? Like are we talking like the last five years, um, um, three years, like, you know, because obviously everything yeah. has like changed from COVID but even like technology and stuff. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when you were 16, photography was still a career opportunity. Yeah, so that was only like five years ago this year. So like there's a lot more digital content now, <clears throat> which is really hard for people to stay on top of. Like you have all these different platforms. There's now Be Real as well, which is getting kind of popular. And I'm still kind of like, how would you use that for motorsport? <laughs> but um, yeah. that's for me to think about later. But, um, 
yeah, there's, there's TikTok, obviously, that blew up heaps in 2019. And, I mean, I did use it a little bit, but I kind of didn't get the point. <laughs> so I was like, oh. So now, I mean, like, there's there's so many different platforms. Like, there's WordPress to do blogs. There's um, a blog forum that I can't remember the name of. That There's all these different places that you can do content. And it's like, well, where do you, where do you start? So I guess that's the hardest part now from the last five years when I went, okay, well, I'm not going to be doing photography anymore. Um, which I still so you do. you don't do it at all? Like you don't oh, do it? I do. It's just it sounds really bad. But the editing part, I used to be like, oh, it was the worst part because I was like, oh, I'm so pedantic with how I want things that it just took forever. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I still do it. It's just the editing programs on my old laptop take a while to load. So I'm like, ah, oh, I'll do it later. <laughs> but kind of fell out of love with it since starting writing and all of that. But um, with Cutting Australia, I picked up a camera again during the first AKC round in South Australia and I um, was like, oh, I forgot how much I love this. So, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so after you didn't become an athlete and you were told you couldn't do photography and you decided, okay, well, I'm going to go do media, what was the next step into that process? So after yeah. 16, 17, then what did you do? Did you go to a business college? Did you go to uni? Did you just work at work experience and so um, I went to university, um, so I've changed universities. So I have only done one degree because the other one, they stopped doing the classes I needed, which was so frustrating halfway through the degree. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> um, so I had to restart, which sucked. But um, I started talking to Girls on Track and Priyanka Charter, um, and I got in contact with Jessica Dane, who is now my mentor. So I hope she doesn't mind me saying that on here. But, um, yeah, like Girls on Track has been fantastic and they've been so lovely welcoming and encouraging with what I want to do um especially obviously as women in motorsport there's obviously a very very long way not to be like that girl that says that but there's a very long way for women in motorsport to go but I think they're making a very very positive change um and it's, it's just so cool to see all these young girls that are going at it even in karting um in AKC I was like oh wow there's so many young girls racing um which was really cool to see <laughs> Um, obviously I grew up when there weren't, um, a lot of females in motorsport, um, and all you could really look up to were the presenters and all of that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> not sure if that answers the question and kind of forget it, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no. So I was saying, so you've gone, going to uni and, and so you're doing media and journalism. What exactly, um, yeah, so my um, bachelor is a bachelor of creative industries. So my major is creative writing and publishing and my mind is a social media and journalism um so yeah I, I mean I love it it's so much fun I've had to do um real work with actual clients through the university and stuff like that making the media plans and all this little stuff which has been a bit stressful but I hope I did well <laughs> I hope I made a difference but yeah I've, I'm enjoying it um obviously I'm learning a lot then I can apply with my job with like with KA as well um yeah tell us about that so you've been at uni what year are you in currently uh should be third year, but I'm a second year still, so. Yeah, that's fine, but you've had some work experience. Yeah. And so talk us through, like, yeah, what, what does, has that entailed? Yeah, so um, with Carding Australia, obviously, I am a year part-time worker with them. Obviously, with university, I can't do full-time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I run all their social media, so if they ever... If someone ever comments on the page, it's probably me replying. But, um, yeah, I just get to post stuff, make stuff. Um, actually got to interview um, Formula 3 Australian Hugh Barter 
Um, so one of his videos he's kindly sent me. God love him. He helped me out there and sent us a video for our socials, which was really good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's it's awesome. I love what I do with them and it's such a great opportunity and learning, like, opportunity as well because, obviously, I didn't know much about karting at all. had no idea they were that loud either. That was a big shock. Yeah. <laughs> I was at AKC, but, yeah. I didn't realise that was your first race meeting. I was just that I wasn't there. <laughs> no, but, um, like, obviously I've been to other racetracks with, um, like, different supercars meets and stuff like that with my dad growing up, but. Yeah, first go-kart track I've been to that I was like, wow, they're loud. <laughs> and so uh, after attending the Girls on Track um, event, what what has been that process? So you said that you're working with Jess and what does that mentorship look like? Um, so I haven't been able to get to a event in person, but it's been all the online events, so speaking with all the professionals and stuff. And they're all probably sick of me because all I do is ask questions the entire time and just yeah. I know, but I just pester the crap out of them. I'm like, hey, what's this? What's this? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but it's a great learning experience as well. Um, and just, yeah, like as soon as Priyank put me in touch with Jess via email, um, I was just asking her all these questions on, okay, well, what's the best way I can do this? How do you think I should do this? And when I started my vlog, I was like, hey, I've done this little scared. And she was like, that's fantastic. Like, good on you, all of this sort of stuff. So she's been really supportive. Um, I actually met up with her at Newcastle um, round for supercars, well, two or three weeks ago now. But, um, yeah, she was, like, at the end of the race, she was like, come say hi. So I did, and it was just so cool. I was probably a little bit starstruck because I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. But, yeah, she's just been so, so supportive. Um, the whole – all of the girls on track ambassadors have been so great, um, um, like so supportive, so um, willing to help you understand and figure out the best ways to go forward which is great awesome and so um so you've got seven second year can okay, still come <laughs> helping out with ka uh, what's your bigger plan what's what's is there an end goal are you looking to start your own business are you hoping to be aligned with the team are you wanting to be aligned with the category yeah so my end goal is formula one i think that's like everyone's goals in motorsport but um Not my. Yeah. <laughs> other thing like I think for me from being a girls on track I keep saying like I've got a family at the end of the day like Jess and Romy oh Romy now just has like a little boy and stuff but yeah. it's very different being a woman in most sports when you have a family yeah well. I think like I'm old like I'm an you know I'm a I'm a mom my kids are like you know nine and ten yeah. um and so, but I think like we're even having like younger kids now like society is a lot more different there's a lot more flexibility there's not so yeah. much like you're a mum, you should be at home with your kids type mentality. So, yeah. um, you know, I think definitely like there's a lot more opportunities even when you are a parent or, or a mother um, in the industry now going forward and, you know, even with yourself this weekend, um, just having that flexibility to be able to work from home has yeah. been fantastic to, to incorporate yeah. your life outside of work. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. It's like like my, form, my, my end goal is Formula One. Um, I don't know. In what part? <laughs> I don't want to like flat out say one thing because yeah. something else might come up and I might love it even more. Um, but obviously, riding for a Formula One team, or I don't know, getting to—I don't know if you know Lucy McIntosh, um, how she does um, all the presenting and different team um, interviews, all of that sort of—that seems like it'd be really fun. Um, something like that that you get to work with the drivers and teams because I feel like there's a lot of great personalities out there that you could really learn a lot from. Um, so, yeah. And do you prefer to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? 
Um, oh. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous and you know how you get a little bit sweaty <laughs> when you're in front of a camera. That is currently me. Um, but I'm sure after some experience I should be okay. But I do get a little bit like, ooh, in front of the camera, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but, yes. Again, I think it's like a generation thing. Like I hate being in front of the camera. We're not used to photos, even yeah. photos, selfies and stuff like that. It's just not my generation. But for you guys, you've been born with phones in your hands, so it's a little yeah. bit different. And, and, again, I guess that's what makes you know, all social media fantastic is that everybody's unique and so the way they deliver their story and their content is going to be different. Yeah, for sure. Like I am, um, I'm, 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 it sounds horrible, but I'm always on my phone checking socials, especially I made a few pages for my um, Taylor Talks blog on Instagram and TikTok and obviously you get a few messages and a few different things. Like I had one girl from the UK, she was like, oh, like I really love what you're doing, all this sort of stuff. She saw some big um uh, a big professional and I was like no I'm literally a uni student trying to go for it but thank you <laughs> so yeah it's just you get so many different um, comments and different content and trends you have to stay on top of so it's a bit hard to stay away from your screens unfortunately so I do have pretty bad because of it but that's okay <laughs> And I like, again, being a mum, like I feel like I'm a big hypocrite because I'm always like to kids, get off the screens. And they're like, mum, you're always in your screen. And I'm like, yes, but I'm working. I'm an online business. So it's like. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, my um, my other goals in motorsport, um, obviously Formula One's a very big um, goal um, of mine and it's it mightn't be reachable, but it's always there in the back of my mind of what I want to do. But also there's like there's also other categories, supercars, MotoGP, um, Australian superbikes as well, um, basically anything I'd love to give a go. <laughs> so. And again, again, we'll just touch on point about being able to work from home and having that flexibility. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I had one um, com- commentators on the weekend, like they were sitting at London, like commentating yeah. one from here. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a for me, these days you have to be at the track or at present. I mean, a Formula One team have like 600 plus staff members, but who actually goes to the track is only like a small handful. It's like 40 or 60. Um, and then they're communicating with all the staff back at there. So it's back at home, wherever home is. Um, and they have staff all around the world as well, like, you know, designing different parts or yeah. researching it and stuff like that as well. So it's not necessarily having to be on tour these days. Yeah, it's so cool um, when you really think about it and you get into it. You're like, wow, it's so awesome how all of that runs and there's so many people that make it happen. Like I don't think a lot of people who watch as a spectator realise just what goes into it because um, there's so many different people. Like even at AKC for me in round one, it was like all of us are running around at all, <laughs> at all times trying to grab everything. So, yeah, it's just pure chaos, but it's all organised chaos, so I love it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know if we will agree, but yes. Um, anyway, um, so with the social media, um, give us some tips around like what kind of platforms. Are, obviously, you mentioned the platforms that you're on and where people can follow you, and we'll go through them again at yeah. the end of this discussion. But, you know, um, what are some tips about great social media content? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out myself, if I'm completely honest. Um, like I do a lot of study with uni with a lot of social media courses. Um, which they're slowly getting the hang of. And it's like, oh, okay, I can do that. But um, hashtags are like your main biggest thing and actually engaging with your audience as well um, is the biggest thing I've found to be most effective, um, which is probably like very, very basic knowledge (laughs) to get your socials going. But 
engaging and staying consistent with your content as well is a big need um, in media because there's so many different people creating on the on on these platforms like Instagram there's like thousands of users Facebook same thing like there's so many different people and so much content to compete with so you've got to really think outside of the box and not necessarily follow trends but make your own content unique to you um because at the end of the day that reflects on your personal brand as well and what people are going to say of you and think of you as well yeah I like it um i think like the hashtags for me personally is very hard uh, in the sense that that the actual hashtags established don't actually working within my niche because i don't want f1 or f2 or f3 realistically because they're fans of like motorsport athletes so i think it's important to like really have a clear understanding of what hashtags are and the role that they play and exactly what you're trying to get. I guess my um, point that I always say to the most for athletes is that make sure you know why you're on each of those platforms, like yeah. what are you trying to get out of the platform development. Yeah. Are you looking for engagements? Are you looking for likes? Are you looking for content? Are you looking for sponsors? But you need to have a why and then understand your why and then yeah. it's easy to develop that kind of content creation side of things definitely there's a lot of research that you've got to do to try and nail it on the head and find okay well where do i best fit because as you said the hashtags are so hard to grasp at different times Mm -hmm. Uh, and also the times you post too i don't know why it's so difficult (laughs) but like one day you'll post the same time you do every day when people expect it and it gets nothing and you're like oh i just spent so much time on that so yeah it's very difficult but once you find your mojo in it it's quite self-explanatory once you once you find what works with you and works for you as well that's right and I think that's the biggest thing I always say to the athletes is at the end of the day obviously you're an athlete and you're trying to develop your brand you want to go racing and that's what you need to concentrate on the weekend what you need to ensure is that social media doesn't become a chore for you and then you don't like it and then you don't do it because the key is to being consistent yeah I'm I'm very guilty of that I'll be like oh yeah I want to write a blog but then I was doing it so often that I was like oh I don't really feel like doing it. <laughs> but, I'm the opposite. I actually write a blog every week and then I don't promote it. <laughs> so. I think the hardest part is when you're starting out, and obviously you, you, you get this as well, when you're doing it by yourself, there is so much you have to do and think about that you're like, oh, okay, I forgot to promote it there, but then I forgot to make content to promote it. And then you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden that's irrelevant and you're like, well, that's okay. That's right. Telling the story of my life, um, like obviously every week on a Tuesday I put out a blog, and every Thursday I put out a podcast. So they're technically four content pieces off the bat. And do you think I put them out? No, I just oh, forget. Overlap. <laughs> and it's not even just forget. Well, it, it's not so much even forgetting. It's about having the time, and then even like trying to batch. Um, like information and doing social media content creation. Um, every month I put out a monthly content creation planner for the um, athletes. And so just like for them to put in their core dates and then, you know, obviously like birthdays or team, anything, you know, yeah. relevant to their racing, um, race weekends, sponsorship launches and stuff like that, and then try and build out their content creation. But yeah. it's like they don't want to do it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, guys, I've delivered the development tool for you guys to do it specifically. Um, and then trying to educate them about batching and then trying to do you know, sit down, allocate half a day and maybe just 
pump out all the videos because you know what you're going to do. Yeah. So it's hard because like the biggest challenge they come to me, like, well, I don't know what to post on my social media in between races. I'm like, yeah. well, there's actually heaps of stuff because that's when you're building your brand. That's yeah. where you're trying to people to work out who you are and if they want to follow your journey. Even and like B-roll as well for these like younger drivers, as you said too, that are learning and how to build their brand as well like all this different b-roll that you have and other videos that won't necessarily fit in with other content you've put in you can put that out in between different events and go oh like that way you're still staying relevant and consistent on social platforms um which is really important (laughs) i think to try and grow yeah there's definitely a lot of planning involved and a lot of um time that goes into social media um i think that's something i was going to say before back to the generation thing is that like obviously not having um, access to social media you know social media has only kind of been around for 20 years but you know now having that flexibility to work from home like it's very exciting um but yet social media can open up so many opportunities again i was going to say for the connection that make that you made you know like overseas is now connected to you whereas before you'd have to you know google them and then write them in letter and then post it off the letter and hopefully they get it in two weeks and stuff like that like we certainly come a long way and i feel like even like athletes and industry experts they're all a lot easier easier accessible these days because you can slide into their dms um, as long as you've got the right hook uh, so the right intro to get them engaged to reply to your team to start those conversations but I definitely feel from a network perspective as well as trying to yeah. Um, yeah, yeah just build out your brand and your name it's a lot easier these days definitely like LinkedIn for me is like a big thing that I have used to connect with so many different people across the world in motorsport like I have a few people from F1 a few people from MotoGP supercars all of that motorsport Australia motorsport UK and it's such a great tool to get your name out there um and just see what other people are up to or if you're needing it for inspiration as well, like how do I start, How do I? where do I go, what do I do, what are different people doing to get to where I want to be? And you see these people and you go, huh, <laughs> or like, hey, that's kind of like what I'm doing at the moment and they're there, that's great. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, as I said, people are more accessible so they're happy to answer your question. So it's like, yeah, hey, believe it, how did you get to where you are today or you know, yeah. and you know, if someone writes that, you're kind of like, oh, cool, like I'll respond to it. But if someone kind of sent you an email or, or sent you a letter, you'd kind yeah. of like, how did you get my details? It's <laughs> freaky to get a letter, isn't it? <laughs> how do you know where I live? <laughs> no, I definitely relate there. <laughs> like I think I first connected with you on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure I like introduced myself as well and tried to like pitch myself as best as I could to so many different people including yourself so that's and I mean now I'm honored to be here speaking with you so that's pretty cool (laughs) thanks and I've been on talks as well so you know it it works together like that and that's what most it's collaboration and I think that's a positive for females I think that's something that we do do quite well is collaborate um, and try and work together and that's why the girls on track um, program is good um but yeah you know boys get on board network <laughs> gotta like join the girl like join the girl box power like train there's there's so many different things they could do that i think young girls especially have adapted to um not to say that young boys haven't i think they have as well but there's so many different things that you see um content creators in formula one that are fans that are all of a sudden getting all these opportunities and it's like why why aren't our young guys doing the same thing 
because it, it, it can very well like lead them to the same places if that's what they want or sponsorships as well um, if they're making the right content and if they're racing. So, yeah. Of course. At the beginning of the conversation, we did mention that you went to buy a cart and that you were ill. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your condition? For sure. So I have what's called cystic fibrosis. It's a chronic respiratory illness. I was diagnosed at 12 weeks old, so it's been nearly like 21 years of <laughs> lung disease. But, um, yeah, I was so frustrated because I was like I always wanted to be in motorsport, whether that be a driver or a media personnel or whatever. Um, it was always a big goal. Um, and, you know, as every little kid, I was like, I want to be a racing driver. So I tried um to go get a cart went to my local cart club and they were like oh cool cool um because at the time there were not a lot of young girls that wanted to um and we went in and we went to go do it and literally the next week I ended up in hospital for a couple of months which kind of sucked so and by then I kind of missed the season and then by the time I was well enough I was out of the age bracket so I was like ah (laughs) but oh just start racing (laughs) know that now i know now but, <laughs> but yeah. no <laughs> now, now my uni student i've got no money <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah yeah <laughs> i'm nearly 21 <laughs> yeah. but um yeah i'm i'm very grateful there's a new medication called track after mm-hmm. uh, and i was on the drug trial i don't know if you watch married at first sight but there's a young girl on there yeah, yeah. she's on i um i did that drug trial for oh, four years and it was the worst drug trial ever but I'm very glad I did it um so yeah I'm very thankful for science and medication and medicine it's just awesome mind-blowing because now I have you know normal ability and you wouldn't be able to tell that I have a life-threatening illness so woo. <laughs> but yeah fantastic <laughs> great to hear but you know yeah. It's part of your story and, like you said, it makes you stronger and more resilient and and more determined to to live every day and to embrace every opportunity that's given to you. Definitely. I also, like, whenever I speak to younger people with CF as well, um, through clinics or different support networks, it's like, yeah, but they're like, I can't do that, I have CF. And it's like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yes, you can. It doesn't matter that that's not you. Yes, you have it, but it's not a part of you. It's not who you are you are so much bigger. And I think that's something whenever I speak to people and Taylor talks as well, I, I'm like, and they're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm from here or I'm only this big or I only, I'm like, well, that's, no, stop it. No, <laughs> trust me, you can do anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think that's a big thing I believe in as well, like personally. Um, and I hear all these different stories of different people with illnesses and disabilities and it's like, yeah, but I understand that you think, oh, I can't do that. Like no one else has ever done it before, but that's even better because you can be the first to break that barrier as well. And, you know, show other people, you can do it, go for it. <laughs> so, and, and again, like we've just said about four or five times for me anyway, that the industry has definitely changed over the last, you know, five to ten years and there's more opportunities that you can work from home and so, you know, even if you're a wheelchair, you can still participate. Yeah. And, and I agree with your motorsports, working from home, doing social media, doing journalism, yeah. um, you know, even doing logistics. Uh, there's so many um, roles that you can actually do from home oh. now or in, a, in an environment that's suitable for you. Yeah, well, I, um, I follow a page called Racing Roles um, and they post about all these different roles that are in motorsport and who they're open to. And when I've spoken to different people on Girls on Track, I think it was two members from Williams Racing, um, and I was like, look, 
I have cystic fibrosis. This is what I want to do. Is it is it feasible and is it possible to do that in a Formula One team? Like in that environment, is it possible? And I can't remember the names, but they were so lovely and they were like, yes, like there's no reason you can't. And it's so great to see that in motorsport there's that opportunity for everybody. Like it's it's for everyone. And I think that's something that the industry is starting to really push is it's for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually interviewing Aunt Shanna in the next couple of weeks who runs racing roles. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, she was actually one of my mentors from the Girls on Track program mm-hmm. um, who started that page and that she went overseas and she's been doing lots of social media and now she's come back and you might run into her because she's doing um, the series category for the Excels. Up in- oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we're going to talk about racing roles and also coming up I've got an interview with um, – Two of the girls that were in Pride in motorsport, so it was another event we had last weekend um, around about um, the community. We don't, you know, currently have any um, known male driver that has come out in the LGTBIQ community. So, um, you know, how MA is at Motorsports Australia uh, and Motorcycle Australia, how we're building a community to actually, um, you know, have that supportive forum available for athletes even when they decide to... um, come out or not come out whatever they want to do oh that's awesome i think it's so i love how supportive and inclusive motorsport is and i know that's a big label to put slap on it but it is it's so inclusive and so like accepting of everybody um like nearly yeah. everyone i've spoken to in motorsport is so like oh cool cool like even different um males and higher roles that you'll speak to they're like yeah yeah cool like um i think when I was younger, I think I messaged Ryan Walkinshaw on Instagram and I was like, how do I, does it matter that I'm a girl? And he was like, no, if you can do your job properly, it, that's all yeah. that matters. And I was like, oh, cool. And think like since that I was like, oh, my God, like I can yeah. do this. So, yeah, and then obviously um, Girls on Track happened and I was like, holy crap, this is possible. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing your story today, Taylor. You've given us so much information, but is there anything else that you wanted to pass on to those boys or girls that wanting to aspire to do journalism and, and just starting out in their career for, other than being an athlete or being an athlete as well as something else within the industry? Definitely. I think pester anyone and everyone and just make yourself annoyingly known because um, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure a lot of people in Girls on Track now know of me because I ask so many questions and just continuously pick their brains about everything um and I think if you ask many questions and show that you're interested and that you're serious about it that people will start to go okay well let's give them the advice that they need and point them in the right direction or pair them up with people they need um and as my dad always says is that the squeaky oh no I forget it but you know what I mean (laughs) like go after all the time what squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil or something i don't know you know how dads always say stuff (laughs) yes i tried (laughs) but at the end of the day it's all about networking and whether it doesn't matter age sex religion like just everybody if you're networking like that and you've got questions to be asked about how to pursue your career um whatever it is within motorsports then just ask yeah, definitely. It's just there's nothing that they can't do. Just go after it. And if you, you can't fail, really, and all you're going to do is learn. So it's the, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> well done. So how can people follow your journey? What's the best um, platform? Or- um, so 
I am on TikTok. I don't use it much, but I'm trying. Um, and that's just at Taylor Talks Motorsport. And then my blog um, is just Taylor Talks, but I've dot wordpress.com and I'm trying to change the domain, but I'm not that savvy yet. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on there and Instagram is taylor.talks uh, as well. Um, so yeah. So on your uh, TikTok account, are you doing the funny dances or are you doing education? <laughs> no, I, um, I think I did a few little vlog kind of style things from uh, my first AKC round and just was like, I think I did like a little flashback to a photo of me when I was little and I was like, we're in motorsport. So that, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to share that element because I think TikTok's another, that's another level of contenting. <laughs> so. Oh, fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Um, make sure you go and follow Taylor's journey because you never know, she might be in F1 soon. Um, but she's definitely around in the karting pits and, um, yeah, to make sure you know where she is and, and you want to catch out with her just be in touch awesome thank you so much for having me bye get ready for the race do you feel one step closer to being the next superstar behind the wheel MotivateTraining.com.au for more m-o-t-i-v the number eight training.com.au the green flag every episode gets you one step closer to the checkered flag the motorsport coaching podcast getting you to the checkered flag faster